Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. We're the hosts of the Places Where We Go podcast. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places in our own local backyard. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. All right, welcome to episode two of the Places Where We Go podcast. So we made it through our first episode, which was kind of a test for us. So part of that was trying to figure out how to even do this, how to get the recording done, how to get it edited and ultimately uploaded, which we were successful with. Yes, well, you were successful because you have a very good knack for doing these things. I just kind of talked. Yeah, but it's still kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Um, even the whole thing about, you know, how, how we get this thing uploaded to the Apple Store, Apple Podcast. So yeah. about a week, I think, after we recorded and got it initially up on Spotify, we finally got the approval on Apple. So I think now we're official, set to go. We're good to go. So... Um, so here so, we are. Yeah, here we are. In yeah. the last episode, we did kind of give you a little intro of uh, what our second episode would possibly look like. And we're going to kind of dive into the planning mm-hmm. that we had when we first talked about going on an international trip. Not so much we were specifically going to the UK, but we did want to go somewhere internationally. We did speak domestically, you know, doing things domestically too. But yeah, I think we are just talking about, you know, what are we going to do in, in 2019? Yeah. Thinking that we probably would have time to do a, a multi-week type of vacation. So, you know, we, we kicked around a yeah. bunch of ideas, but I think before we even, you know, got to the ideas, where I always start out with is what is even possible. And for me, that always starts with the the budget part the money part so well maybe we can talk about how we went about deciding where we were going to go because that was a bit of a mess i think that there was a lot of things that i was doing in the background with Mm. my genealogy searches Mm -hmm. and it started clicking for me that i want to visit those places where my uh, family has been or some are currently there And I kind of zeroed in on Sweden because I knew that I had relatives that actually live there currently. And you've got somebody that you've been in communication with that's still there, that's connected to probably the most recent ancestry that left Europe to come to the States, right? Right. So that that was something that I've always wanted to do. And so I kind of threw that at you. Yeah, you threw that at me. And and said, you know, what about Sweden? Yeah, and I ended up kind of mapping out, okay, here's what this might look like, and looking at where your, your family members currently live, and I forget the name of the city. Uh, Son- Sodra, Sodra something. When you think about the southern coast of Sweden, it's kind of straight up the middle, a few hours, so it's it's not... Wasn't it kind of central? Yeah, kind of, I, I guess. Central, yeah. But it wasn't near a, a large town, so, right. so they live in a rural area, so right. I was trying to look at what... What that trip might look like if we did Stockholm, maybe one of the other big places, and then how we might get to where your family is at. 
So started, I actually started the initial planning thinking yeah. we were going to go to Sweden. Sweden, yeah. And then... We so, up- uh, yeah, and I don't exactly remember the sequence of events, but I just remember I was continuing on the research and we had done, both you and I both did DNA mm-hmm. through Ancestry. And mine came back, you did yours later, but mine came back and I was somewhat surprised to see the percentage of ancestry I had from the British Isles, United Kingdom. Yeah, wasn't it? It it ended up, it changed a couple of times, but it it ended up being 59%. Yeah. So it was huge. So that started sparking my interest big time. And I started looking even further into that. And um, part of my ancestors that came over their name was Raglan Mm -hmm. and they spelled it with a D it was Ragland and when I started looking even further into that and that line I traced it all the way back to a actual village in Wales called Raglan Mm -hmm. with without the D and in Raglan there's an actual castle ruins of a castle it's a ruins yeah it's the ruins of a castle that you can visit and I got really excited about that and i think i just say things and you key into them and i you know i said you know that that would be really cool to go visit or something like that Mm -hmm. you know this this interest in visiting it well i think when we were talking again about hey what are we going to do specifically in 2019 even though you threw out sweden i think there was one day where you said i think i want to go to the united kingdom uh, yeah, because yeah. I think I was mulling over this Raglan Castle yeah. a lot, and and then you threw out there, okay, let's 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 try it. Yeah. And Plus, as you've been doing your ancestry work, I mean, you've got family history that you've mapped with you know, lots of branches that go back to people in England several mm-hmm. hundred years ago. So way back to the 1400s. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so you, way back. you know, kind of who the people were generally, where they lived, names. Um, so mm-hmm. that was kind of neat to have that that history. So, you know, so we ended up switching from Sweden, which is still on the uh, the list for potential future trips, and mm-hmm. now we're off apparently to the UK. So, I guess the other thing that happened then with this too is when we've done bigger trips in the past, we usually start the planning process as early as eight months out, and I like to start it as early as possible. One of the reasons. You know, I think about the prior year, we ended up doing this very big trip to Wyoming. And one of the things that surprised me when I started planning that trip is while we weren't going to go until June of 2018, when I started even looking at what lodging looked like the November before, there was places in Yellowstone that were already sold out. So, you know, if you're going to a popular place, you know, your odds of probably unless you're going through a travel agent, mm-hmm. you know, getting you know, a, a decent location, kind of you know, where you'd really like to be, is going to be you know, harder to find the, right. the further that mm-hmm. you wait into the planning period. So, you know, we were thinking about the UK probably by the time we got to no- November, December of, of the prior year. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, the, the planning process just kind of hit the pause state for a while because of this thing called Brexit. Brexit. Now, and I think I was the first one that brought it up. You were thinking about it too, but I I brought it up and said, what's England going to look like? And what's the environment going to be like if they 
go through and do a Brexit, there were several scenarios that could have happened. And I, and I was reading and reading about certain scenarios that could have happened if they did a Brexit no deal, if they had a deal. And yeah. I was getting a little nervous about it. Yeah, we're watching the news and reading the papers and this, uh, you know, what they're still, I guess, in process of, of planning as, as we uh, record the, the, this podcast because it's not a done deal yet. Have no idea how it's going to go down. You don't know if this is going to be one of those things that goes down generally smooth, and you've got you know a section of people who are generally discontented, while others are pleased because they wanted this thing to begin with, or if it was going to be something that ends up in social unrest and social upheaval, right, and right. you have riots in the street. And yeah, and that's no fun to vacation with riots in the street. No, so <laughs> so you know that was going on in the background. Again, we were thinking that we're probably going to the UK, but we're reading the newspapers every day. We're watching the news mm-hmm. on, on TV, kind of what's happening with, with this Brexit thing. So in the meantime, we're continuing to do some planning and some thinking about this. So as you mentioned, you know, you've got your family history that's connected to various parts of the United Kingdom. And, and then the Basically other thing, in southern... England and Wales. Yeah. And then the other thing that attracted me to even thinking about the United Kingdom is my dad, who's, who's not from England. I don't have any family who's from England. My dad did spend five years of his mm-hmm. life during World War II in parts of England. And I had heard about his time there when I was growing up. And so I knew that there was some time spent in the London area, some time spent at Army slash Air Force, military base. And then I think as you were doing the research on the family, you had come across records of my dad that showed that when he left England that he departed on a ship out of Liverpool. Out of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we knew that. So I also thought, okay, if we're going to be there anyways, you know, we can trace you know, where your people came from. And I can also maybe trace some of the footsteps of, of my dad's journey when he was in England too. Mm-hmm. So... As I mentioned, there was some certain places in southern England and in Wales around the Bristol Channel that was very key to where my people came from. Mm -hmm. So they were all living on the coast of the Bristol Channel. There's Wales on one side of it and there's England on the other side of it. We specifically were looking at the information that I had on Ancestry and there was certain towns or villages that were coming up. One of them was Watchet, mm-hmm. which is in England in Somerset County area. Yeah. The other was a place in Wales. I had mentioned Raglan. And the other, which we didn't end up going to, but it was significant to my family, and it was still on the coast. I can never say it because it's Welsh. Lawanet. Oh, yeah. So I keep calling that Lantwit Major. Lantwit. Yeah, Yeah, Lantwit Major. I'm sure it's pronounced in Welsh differently, but it's, yeah, double L-A-N-T-W-I-T Major, right? Yeah, and and that was very significant to my family, too. But Raglan and the castle was more Mm -hmm. of what we focused on. Yeah, so... So you threw out those general areas, so it looked like all of a sudden, okay, we're, we're planning a trip that's probably going to include parts of Wales, parts of the Somerset area in England, plus parts of where my dad had spent some time. And then I'm thinking, I think both you and I, hey, we're going to go to the UK. It's probably going to be about three weeks. 
you know, where else, where else are we going to go? Hey, we're probably going to get to go to Scotland and we're going to do get to do whiskey tasting up through Edinburgh, etc. We're probably yeah. going to get to go to the uh, the Midland country in, in England. We might even be able to take a jumper out to Ireland and hit some of the uh, places there that we haven't been yeah. to because it's so close. And I didn't, I didn't tell you this through any of the planning process. So one of the other things that I looked into is so a couple of years ago we visited my aunt in, in Poland yeah and she's getting on in years so I was thinking hey is it even possible to do a quick jumper from, oh I didn't know this one you did, from <laughs> England to Poland and I found you know there's flights that you can get from London to Berlin which is an hour drive from where she lives for a hundred bucks oh, so wow. I'm thinking hey that's that's reasonable we're gonna be able to do all the all this stuff I'm thinking this is gonna be a phenomenal trip because I hear all the time about people doing the, these trips to the UK and they do get in parts of London and parts of Scotland and parts of Ireland. Mm -hmm. And it turned out for us that because we were also planning a trip that had a lot of this very specific family related stuff that yeah. when we started mapping everything out, all of a sudden the realization came that Scotland's out, Ireland is out, thinking about even jumping anywhere out of England wasn't going to work with the schedule that we had. And even in the general parts of England that we were going and in Wales, I'm all of a sudden realizing we're only going to be able to see small pieces of both of those countries. Yeah. yeah. So it's a 19-day trip. You would think that you could see quite a bit in 19 days. Yeah. But we were, you know, because, again, we were very specific about what we wanted to see. Yeah. Last episode, you know, I, I kind of threw out this comment that, you know, maybe you can't even see all of England and Wales and, uh, and Scotland in 19 years if you had that time. You know, I, I think about, so, I mean, you and I have lived in the States our entire lives. We've yeah. both been here north of five decades. <laughs> yeah. And you think about the places that we've been, and there's so many more places even in the United States where we haven't been. You know, when you do this exploration, you know, you can only get to so many places in minimal amount of time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so we have a whole bunch of places still in the UK that we'd like to go to in the future that we didn't get to on this last trip. Right. You know, prior to you're doing your research, I didn't really know anything about Wales other than I knew that Tom Jones came from Wales. That's the only thing about Wales that, <laughs> that I knew. And, you know, I, I did think that, hey, someday I'd like to go to England. And the one thing... That has been on my bucket list that, you know, I thought it'd be fantastic to do if we ever get out there is to attend a soccer game in England, you know, go to an English Premier League game. Yes. And, and that, to our chagrin, didn't happen. Again, you know, you got to do this this planning, you know, as early in, in advance as possible. Right. Um, sometimes things work out better. This is the way it worked out for us. But it did work out and we ended up going. But that was part of the... Uh, how, how we got to getting it on the calendar. All right, so why don't we jump into talking about uh, a little bit more about the specifics? I, I had asked you for, hey, give me a list of the cities that ring as of interest to you, given your, your, your family history, and we'll start looking at what might work out with those. So on that list, remind me what we had. Oh, we had Raglan in Wales, Watch it in England. Uh, in Wales was the Lantwit Major. Penarth was also in. Uh, I believe that was in mm -hmm. Wales. Mm -hmm. So it's all. These are all coastal cities all along the Bristol Channel. 
Yeah, and then you mentioned, I guess, there was several places in Somerset, so one, one of them was Watchet. And then I remember the other towns that you mentioned to me, then I ended up spending some time on TripAdvisor was, was one place to look at, okay, if we end up going to these towns, is there anything to see? Is there anything to do? Right. And so I remember there was at least maybe three towns or so on, on your your short list that once we started looking at, hey, what, is there going to be anything even to see or do there, we were coming up pretty sparse. Right. So we ended up concentrating on those areas where there was either something specific to see connected to your lineage or places that we knew that your family had been at during their time in England. Again, we're talking about 1400s, 1500s, but where there's still something, if we were going to spend a couple of days in a particular town, there was something of interest, something to do. So as we were planning your part of the trip and, you know, let's explore Julie's family history, we did end up identifying Cardiff as a good kind of hub to start the vacation at just because that was going to get us to Raglan. It was going to get us to Mm -hmm. Barrie. If we wanted to go to Penarth, it was going to get us to Penarth. So it was kind of, it turned out to be this good hub. Um, It also turned out to be a place of interest for my family name. Yeah. So we kind of stumbled. We stumbled into upon that, that, yeah. Kind of by accident. So I guess when we when we talk about Cardiff specifically in the next episode, we started to identify what is there to see once we get there. That started to map out what the first half of the itinerary was going to look like. So, you know, how many days were we going to spend in one place or another? How much time to devote to seeing any particular areas of interest? And then for me. Again, I mentioned, you know, my dad had spent five years in England, so I kind of started to do the same thing, looking at where was he at, and then, you know, are those places even still, are they still available to go to in terms of the specific places that, that he was at? So when I looked at where my dad's history was in England, most of it, well, in fact, I mean, really all of it was connected to being part of the English Royal Air Force, and he was part of a a Polish division that was stationed in a town called Halton. The thing that I remember him speaking about a lot was when he was at the Air Force base, there were periods of time, like during the holidays, where the boys who who were at the base would get kind of quote-unquote adopted by families in the area, then they would be able to leave the base for the holidays and spend time with families in England. It turned out that for my dad and for his twin brother, that the person who took them in for holiday times was a lady by the name of Virginia Cheryl, who was in the 1920s, she was a silent movie actress. She starred with Charlie Chaplin in a film called City Lights. And when we get to the 1940s, she was on to her second marriage. Her first marriage had been to Cary Grant in the United States. Her second marriage was to Lord Jersey. And so this lady is living in a swanky palace. She's living in a palace. Yeah, so she's living at two residences. And she's known as Lady Jersey. Lady Jersey. Mm -hmm. So she's living at Austerley House, which is in London and is available to stroll through today. You can take a tour there today. And then the second residence was a place called Richmond Palace, which is also in London. But today, Richmond Palace is a private residence, so Mm -hmm. you can't 
tour inside of it, mm-hmm. but you can see it from the outside. So I had heard about you know that experience from my dad when I was a kid growing up. So that had been on my radar for some time. So I knew I wanted to go there. Again, when you were doing your recent genealogy, you had identified that my dad had left England out of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, hey, it might be neat just to kind of see where he left Europe from to come to North America. Mm-hmm. That came on the list. And then the last place that literally a week before we left, while I had remembered that my dad was part of the Air Force in England, I had forgotten exactly where it was, what the town was, and I didn't even think that there would be anything connected to that to see today, you know, in in the 21st century. But there's a book that I had looked at a week before we left. So there was a, a book called Survivors of War, that's written by my cousin, Danny Dabrowski, mm-hmm. uh, D-O-B-R-U-C-K-I is his last name. And in that book, he chronicles the journey of our parents. Uh, so it's centered primarily around his dad, who's the oldest of the siblings. But it also mentions what the entire family went through, including my dad, my uncles, my aunts, my grandmother, my grandfather. And so as I was skimming through that in a a hurry before we left, thinking, hey, is there anything else that I might have missed? It dawned on me again that my dad was at this place in Halton. So I went on the Internet and looked for, is there anything there anymore remotely connected to this Air Force thing? And it turned out that the military base is still there. It turned out that there's a museum on the premises, and once a week they do tours and open up the museum to visitors. So when we get to, again, it's like a week or so out, I come across this information. We had our itinerary in place, and I'm quickly juggling things to try to fit into getting to Halton on a Tuesday when we happened to be stationed in, in London. So so that made the itinerary. We got places connected to your lineage. We had places connected to my lineage. and. Next thing you know, what there isn't room for anymore on the itinerary is there's no Scotland, there's no Ireland, there's no Northern right. England, and there's no Southwest England. But we had a jam-packed, you know, morning to evening. Absolutely jam-packed. Yeah. Yeah. There was nothing in that area that was kind of left unturned. I yeah. Think we did. Yeah. So, so when you think about, you know, planning a trip like this where... You're looking for very specific things. In our case, it was you know trying to get to places where family members had come from. That's not the kind of trip that you go to a travel agent and say, right. you know, give me something off the shelf that happens to include Watch It England. Um, we ended up in a place called Dunster, Halton. You know, th- these are places that are not on anybody's radar. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of trip that you end up planning yourself. So a lot of time went in on the front end trying to figure out you know, what's the right amount of time to be in each city, where do we stay in each city, how are we gonna get from point A to point B. Again, ultimately you know, making things fit within a 19 day mm-hmm. time frame. Yeah, so one of the things that you did as far as res- uh, resources for getting information was not only the internet, but you talked to several uh, friends and family. And you had given me you know, kind of a, a directive and said, what exactly do you want to do? But what helped was you gave me this book called DK Eyewitness Travel. This is specifically for Great Britain. How many pages is that book? It's over 600. 
600 and pages of places to go and things to do. <laughs> yes, but the, the great part about it is, is it's, it's separated into areas. So all I had to do was kind of zero in onto the area where we, we were talking about. And sure enough, you know, it had tons of stuff on the London area, but it also had the Somerset area. It had whales in it. It had all these areas that listed out all kinds of things you can do there. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just went through this whole thing, not the whole book, but the areas we were interested in. And I said, okay, that's interesting. And that's interesting. And that's interesting. And it's really helpful in terms of it has maps, it has pictures of the areas, it has descriptions about what you can see, it has walking tours in it. I found myself referring to it often and picking it up and just telling Art, okay, this looks interesting, what do you think of this? Mm -hmm. And then if it was wor if it worked, you would make it happen and kind of tr get it into the itinerary. Yeah, so the book was helpful to just identify, here's places that we think are going to be of interest to us, because so it kind of helped us further whittle down the list. So one of our recommendations would be if you're planning a trip to a place you've never been before, especially if it's out of the country, there's a whole bunch of these types of books that are available. I think just about every time that we've gone overseas, we, we've purchased at least one of these types of books. And it's just a useful, a useful resource to look at what's available in the places that you're going to go to and just get a general sense of what the cities hold, what the attractions hold, so you can make your decisions of what you want to do. What's great about this book, too, is that not only will it list the museums, it will list their open times, the days that they're closed anything mm -hmm. that's very pertinent to scheduling. So this ends up being kind of a setting the stage, setting the context for what we're going to talk about in the upcoming episodes. And I think as we move forward from this episode, most of our episodes will be about a specific location, about specific attractions, about specific things that we did. So, the fun stuff. But we did think, again, that you know, kind of setting the stage was might, might be helpful. So that wraps up setting the stage. If you've hung in there uh, all the way, thanks for hanging in there. You're our trooper. Next time that we get together, we're going to talk about Cardiff, Wales, and we'll take you through the things that we did and the things that we saw. If you have any comments or info to share with us about travel, you can write us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. Right now we're on Twitter and Instagram, both at The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at The Places Where We Go. See you next time. Bye now. <laughs>